0: Hello and welcome to WNH-FM's Dateline New Haven. I'm Paul Bass, inviting you to look behind the headlines on the stories that make our community tick. Well, the governor's race is making our community tick. November 8th is the election, and there isn't just a Republican running. There isn't just a Democrat running. There isn't just an independent party candidate running. The Green Party has a candidate running for governor as well. Her name is Michelle Bicking, and she's here today in our studio. Hello, Ms. Bicking, and thank you so much for coming in.
1: Hey, such a great day to be here! It
0: is. I'm yeah. going to ask you get that mic so close to you that you're almost touching
1: it. Oh my goodness! How's that? Well, you are—you have such an
0: interesting background, and I can't <laughs> wait to get into it. But I want to start out by asking you how the campaign's going.
1: Um, swimmingly. Um, I love the fact that uh, by virtue of this campaign, I get to meet so many wonderful folk.
0: Yeah, you might be looking at me, Harry, saying that's oh, how the how that's... the so he will fix that. It's no problem. How about that? So that is the fun part of running, huh? Talking to people who are. It you don't is, always hear from, right?
1: It is. Um, I have enjoyed the stops, especially when I take my son along. You know, he just feels like everybody's extended family. So he just walks How old right is in. He? He's six. Mm-hmm. He's six. And so why are you running for governor? Um, the short answer is Roner Stiller, who has been a long-time champion of the party, um, almost from its beginnings in Connecticut, showed up in my driveway with a clipboard and a big smile on her face. And I recognize that smile. She had the same smile in 2018 when she wanted me to run for Congress uh, against uh, Joe Courtney. Oh, Joe Courtney. Uh Um, Uh-huh. Where do you live? I live in Newington now, but before I lived in Tallinn for over 12 years. Okay. And uh, at that time, um, the race, let me see, the Republican dropped out, so technically I came in second Mm -hmm. for a first run. That's not too shabby. Mm -hmm. And. Over these years of knowing Rona Stuller, Bob Stuller, Cassandra Martin, who's running with me as lieutenant governor, um, there's always been an unwavering faith in what I have to offer, um, which they have told me they don't see anywhere else. You know, someone who has uh, a human services, direct services background, um, someone who has always been vested in both Connecticut and Massachusetts, who I have worked as a clinician, Um, you don't really see that and I I do have like business management as well as nonprofit management background on top of that. Mm -hmm. Um, So it's a really good mix. You know, I'm not just, I can't be placed in one particular box.
0: Mm -hmm. And so that is interesting. I do want to talk more about that. Um, Mm -hmm. So you're a write-in candidate. I am. Now how come you didn't, were you not able to get on the ballot or how did that work?
1: Well, for a green party member for this particular line for the gubernatorial race, um, we have to raise approximately 7,500 signatures uh, in a nine-month time frame, um, mm-hmm. which is unlike other states because some states give you up to over a year um, to, to be able to do that. But in Connecticut, you know, it's a very, uh, very strict timeline that we're working against and, you know, working full-time, um, being a single mother, uh, I couldn't get out there as much as I would have liked to. Mm-hmm. And um, even though we had volunteers, and I just want to shout out to all my volunteers and folk that have kept this race going for the past several months. Um, we tried our best, but we couldn't get close.
0: So what you're doing is you're asking people to go to the ballot, go to the part that says write in, mm-hmm. and write in your name. Do you, How does it work? Like if someone puts the wrong number of L's in your name, will it count?
1: Uh, I don't believe so. I mean, it has to be in a very particular format, to my understanding. Um, when does I it have to out-
0: have your middle initial?
1: It, it it literally is oh, my middle initial. So if someone initial, says Michelle Bicking, they'll say
0: it's the different one because it was a V instead of an M.
1: Even though I think there's only two Michelle Bickings in the in the country. Oh, <laughs> the second one. Where does she live? Oh, I, she's out of state, to my knowledge. And Bicking is my married name, so you know, uh, I never changed it back. But uh, to in order to write us in, we actually I included my lieutenant governor because I couldn't do this without her. I mean, mm-hmm. I stood beside her when we. So were, you need both names. We need both names. That's yeah. a lot of work. So MLB is my initials and CAM is hers. So mm-hmm. it's essentially MLB plus CAM. But you can't write that, can you? You have, you to, write can, you have to write both. Yeah. The full name, though. the full uh, C- MLB plus CAM. All, so when you want initials. them to write,
0: what, what's going to happen if you're elected, that makes it worth people to write in your name?
1: Well, what's going to happen is a series of priorities that have been presented to me over these many months, over these many years, um, for the campaign, um, one of the three things that I – the three of the three things that I have um, pushed forward is to really develop a mass transit system in the state of Connecticut that doesn't just include bus but rail. Um, to so make would like it accessible to, to, a to rail – would
0: you bond for that or have tolls?
1: Um, no tolls. Um, perhaps there will be some bonding involved. Um, we already have an existing freight system that's pretty comprehensive but very underused and underutilized. Um, so it will be just some slight um, uh, construction and other things which, you know, I would definitely – Push for union uh, presence and and making. So, what kind of rail are we looking at? Um, An interstate rail system that runs across the entire state um, that doesn't necessarily just focus on the ninety-five corridor, but focuses on areas that have been long, um, long neglected. Neglected. Which ones you think? I was trying to find a softer word, but yeah. Are you thinking like going
0: east-west instead of north-south? East-west.
1: Yes, and then just focusing focusing on the interior as well, because I want to be able to have someone from Sprague. Or um, Pomfret to be able to get to um, New Haven in under 30 minutes. Right in now. under 30 minutes? Mm-hmm. So the intention is a high-speed rail system that is uh, um, on an electrical grid that can transport anyone throughout the state in less than an hour.
0: Anywhere in the state. Less Anywhere than in the hour. state, less than an hour. Like a, how many stops would they have?
1: Um, depending on the line. You know, I would like to make it something that um, is feasible for everyone. Um, so, there, of course, there'll be a local line. Then, then there'll be a, an express line. Um, you know, similar to what, you know, Amtrak and other uh, services and other states have.
0: Right. And what kind mm-hmm. of demand do you need to make the the finances work?
1: To make the finances work. I think that, that uh, a great deal of investment has to come from the federal government. Um, there are monies available to us that we do not have infrastructure access. bill. Infrastructure bill would be uh, a good source for that as well as others. Um, and you know, that people will be in, interested in using the service, um, mm-hmm. I don't, I don't think it's ever been a question posed to a majority of, uh, of Connecticut residents about how this would make your life easier. Yeah, um, in terms and of getting children instead
0: of bus, less polluting, or you guess you get electric buses.
1: I, I see rail and bus as uh, something that can work very nicely together. I think we could transform our fleet into something that is more uh, um, useful or using a biofuel technology um, mm-hmm. as well as electric. Um, you know, we can definitely be the shining star of New England as far as um, using more uh, uh, services and. And um, technology that is less Um, Mm waste-producing. So I think there's a lot of potential there in terms of making it happen. And the numbers do factor out once you look at the cost-benefit ratio of using uh, mass transit versus vehicle transit.
0: Mm We're talking to Michelle Bickman. She's running for for governor Mm -hmm. on the Green Party ticket on November 8th. So we're talking about some of your priorities. You mentioned mass transit first, which is not what you usually hear from a candidate. That's correct. For a statewide office, they talk a lot about cars and the highways. Right. What, uh, what are some of your other top priorities?
1: Universal health care and universal education. Um, for so, me, universal so what kind of formula
0: would it be, single payer?
1: It would be single payer. Um, and it would focus uh, on those who have not been um, swept up in terms of insurance coverage.
0: Do You mean people who aren't at the poorest level who get husky but Correct. one step above?
1: One step above who so, fall in the donut hole of not being able to be covered because of their current income status. So Now,
0: yes. a lot of them get covered by Obamacare. Mm-hmm. Do you, is there still a group that's being missed?
1: Uh, I, I, unfortunately, yes, especially when it comes to mental health care, um, you know, for a time I was volunteering my services to, you know, people who, whose status in the United States is still, um, you know, refugee status as well as, um, you know, uh, migrant status is still pending mm-hmm. um, for those who just cannot find a way to, to, to get to state offices to apply. There's still a lot of stigma. There's still a lot of confusion about what the process is. Um, so reaching out to those who have not yet um, found their way. So as a social roads.
0: worker, you've um, you've given mental health help to people who otherwise can't get it. Yes.
1: At no cost. It's
0: a good thing to do. Yes. So Vermont, I've always I'm a, personally just to put my bias on the table. I've always believed we need single payer health care. I don't understand the rationale in terms of public good or having private health insurance where the model is. They try to give us as little care as possible for as much money as they can get from us. That's great. It's a hard thing to been on the ground in the state. Vermont tried it, and they undid it because they didn't have enough scale. They mm. kind of felt it needed to be done regionally or nationally. Any thoughts on, on Vermont's experience that would inform how you would carry it out?
1: Well, that's interesting. Um, I wouldn't mind having an interstate compact. I mean, I was thinking about that in terms of um, – uh, the National Association of Social Workers of Connecticut has lobbied hard for like an interstate compact for clinicians. I wonder to if we're be kind of moving to...
0: to the red state and blue state America, where you'd have you know 20 states who believe in yeah and in, in, in single payer health care, have them link up and have them link especially up. Especially if you get California, mm-hmm.
1: yes, and then have that 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 in coverage be useful anywhere you go. Mm-hmm. So I know I know that might be a point of contention for for states that have um, that have revoked the uh, the access to. Um, comprehensive re- reproductive health care as far as abortion uh, is concerned. Um, but fortunately, in New England and, and most of the Mid-Atlantic, that isn't a factor. But I would be open to discussing that and making it as available as possible to others. And As for people to come here to, and get medical care, uh, care because we have phenomenal resources here as well for folks out of state. Say if you're in Vermont and um, there's no particular area that has like a particular cancer treatment, but we have a lot of facilities, a lot of um, mm. practices here that can support you and your insurance coverage, you wouldn't have to worry about the, the the crossover or any extra co-pays or any of that sort of thing. So, yeah, I think it's definitely doable. The model has worked in other countries. Um, and I know to, there's some, you know, discussion that needs to be made because, you know, it's a different living situation, different demographic. But the core values attached to the single-payer program um, can definitely be replicated here.
0: So you said you, you, so your top planks include mass transit, universal single-payer health care, and mm-hmm. you said universal education, did you mean pre K or what?
1: Um from uh pre K to college or trade school.
0: So would it be free college?
1: Uh that's something that I'm that I'm very much vested in. I want to be able to make that a case. Uh that anyone who wishes to further their education um up until um, uh undergraduate uh schooling or for trade school training, um it shouldn't have to be paid for.
0: So free college. Yeah. How would you pay for that?
1: Um, I would pay for it for through a variety of ways. I mean, we 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 have a bludgeoning uh, cannabis industry in the state that's still waiting for its final, um, you know, hurrah. But it's it's definitely coming, and I would not I would not necessarily dump that funds into the general fund, but to to track it into different funds, especially those uh, programming and and infrastructure needs for. For neighborhoods that have been folks, uh, most affected by the drug war, but a mm-hmm. uh, potential uh, 20% or even more than that um, attached to um, the healthcare needs of both for education needs of, of our children in state. In addition you- to that, I also would like to revamp the tax code to make it a more progressive tax code. Meaning uh,
0: uh, higher taxes on higher incomes? Yes. So like for instance, one for liberal Democrats, but they haven't been able to get anywhere with their governor wanted to raise the the top rate from 6.99% to 7.5% on marginal income Mm -hmm. over either half million or million.
1: Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I would push for the same, if not a little more.
0: And then when you talk about universal uh, education, pre-K through college or trade school, Mm -hmm. is there some work that needs to be done in pre-K or or high school or elementary school that's part of your plan?
1: Yes. So it's not just, um, um, you know, Pooling funds in order to make this possible. It's also um, looking at the way our children are educated in a state. I mean, with the along with physical segregation, there's a lot, a great deal of educational segregation. Like I know that um, there are children in New Britain who uh, travel to Hartford to, to, because they believe that the quality of education yeah. there is better than uh, New Britain, and in a lot of ways it is. And it's unfortunate that that one has to do that. And then speaking to my own experience, my son is in the Glastonbury school district because his father lives in Glastonbury. And they offer, um, you know, a pretty uh, sound educational offering for my son in grade school. No parent should have to do that. Um, you should be able to send your children to a school where the teachers are well-paid, um, you know, are, in, are invested in by not just the, the district itself, but the staff at the school, superintendent. Um, you know, as a former first-grade teacher, no teacher has to have, should have to dig in their own pocket to pay for school supplies. That should be cared for or attended to. Um, within that district itself um, so it's just to to really look at how we choose to educate our children and to focus on STEAM um, as, as well as just the uh, standardized testing I don't think standardized te- I think standardized testing is antiquated and we should find other ways to to really uh, gauge what our children are learning our children are young people.
0: Michelle Bicking the Green Party candidate for governor so you've been a doula Mm-hmm. a birth doula mm-hmm. one of the candidates in the independent party for Congress is suggesting fourth trimester doulas yes to help new moms that's this thing and you've been a social worker your scope of practice includes LGBTQIA a plus communities older adults hospice dual diagnosis co-occurring disorders self injury self- harming behavior new Americans and rural mental health mm-hmm. you said at the beginning of this uh conversation Michelle that you feel that that is important background for someone who would serve as the Governor of the state. Tell me why that is.
1: Well, I I recognize that this position is not one that is solely based on um, positioning. You know, how many people that you can get to know, how many ways you can line your own personal coffers. It is a position of service. And it's been a beautiful 25 years or so um, in different fields where that's exactly what I've been doing. Um, so my priorities are set. They're not. Was well, it a negotiable. policy
0: thing that you feel that because you've done the work in the trenches, mm-hmm. you might make better decisions about how to get help to people? I mean, absolutely,
1: what- absolutely. I mean, clinicians all over, regardless of where you get your training from, your 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 central focus is looking at the root causes of issues that plague a particular um, social unit, whether it's a family, a community. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, you, you're looking at ways to uh, shore up the resources of that particular family and that they have the voice. Um, you're pretty much just setting the table where they eat, you know. So, um, you know, having that understanding in mind and looking for what communities and, you know, individuals as well want for themselves. I mean, that's where your focus is, not what's sexy, what's, what's provocative, what gets people's attention or, or, or um, you know.
0: Gets... Ranked choice, do you favor that?
1: I do favor ranked choice because it actually gives opportunity for folks to um, really decide who best suits their um, who best fits their values? Mm-hmm. So, What's
0: been your favorite moment so far on the trail?
1: When my son uh, told me at our most recent brunch that he would vote for me.
0: All right. Oh, I've got a little problem with the age. <laughs> just a little. He'd bit. Write it in right. <laughs> I think he would write mama's <laughs> yeah, names yeah, in right. I really do.
1: I mean, that just, just lifted me above the clouds. The fact that my son, you know, after this much time, has been listening to mommy and and you know, mommy talking about why it matters. Mm-hmm. Um, and how it's important for all of us to contribute in our own small way. That he awesome. said he would vote for me. Yeah. The, um,
0: you know, third-party candidate stuff often here. Well, you're a spoiler. Someone, you know, if I vote for you, I'll be wasting my vote because then someone I like even less might win. I should mm-hmm. take the lesser of two evils. Ralph Nader faced that a lot when he ran for president. Right. His argument was you got to vote for what you want, otherwise it never changes, although now he's part of an effort to make sure Republicans don't win uh, this year and mm-hmm. don't win the White House, so that he's asking people not to vote their party. How, what do you say when people say, You're a spoiler. I don't want to write you in because I want to make sure, let's say, the (laughs) Republican Governor Kennedy doesn't win over the Democrat.
1: I believe that if someone has has reached a decision that they do not uh, feel like either the Republican or the Democrat or whoever you're looking at um, to represent you does not suit your needs, does not fit into what your priorities and values are, then that vote has already been lost by them. Mm. They never earned that vote to begin with. Um, You know, I believe in the power of each single voice of each single vote, you know, just looking down in Brazil, and he was only like a couple hundred away from yeah, losing. I hope, hope he concedes. I, <laughs> I know, I know. I'll be kind of nervous on that one. Uh, yeah, I know. I mean, fingers <laughs> cro- fingers and toes crossed, but just looking at how many votes were between them that yeah, made the difference. You know, it really it's, every single person matters. So the fact that you even consider um, to vote for someone that actually wants to make a difference, and you look at her track record in my, in my you know, this, this, this honoring my own self and my commitment, um, that really speaks to the, the the power that you have as a voter. Never lose sight of that.
0: You like karaoke as one of your hobbies, according I to your do. site. What's your favorite song to sing?
1: Oh, gosh, there's so many. Give me um, two. I must say, I must thank Chevy for bringing back Fleetwood Mac's um, uh, uh, song, what is it, Everywhere? Okay. And I actually was singing that on my way down to New Haven, and <laughs> I will not... Uh, belabor anyone right now with my my hard singing voice but all right well maybe if you <laughs> when you come
0: back and do a song for us. so how do people get involved and learn more about Michelle bicking and write you in on election day?
1: yes um feel free to give me a call actually that's the fastest way to reach me eight six zero two five five eight one eight nine as I said like one eight nine yes and my website is room at the table number four dot us
0: number four what like the number sign
1: the no the the, the actual number four. So room at the table number four. Did I say that? Yes. So you US. spelled the word number. No, you don't spell it out. You write the word number. You were right. You were right. right. So room right. at
0: the table four?
1: Mm-hmm. That us.
0: F-O-U-R.
1: Uh, no, number four, just the number four. So you uh, were right oh. the first time. <laughs> okay. Dot US. So room at the table for us. And oh. my email address is my last name, bicking B-I-C-K-I-N-G. Dot Michelle at gmail dot com.
0: All always right. well,
1: ready and willing to be in touch.
0: Well, thank you so much for coming on Dateline New Haven. What a treat it has been to meet you, and <laughs> thanks for keeping democracy alive in Connecticut.
1: Yes, sir. Thanks to everyone who's listening. I, I I stay encouraged, and I believe in all of you.
0: All right, we're going to take a break now and come back with Eric Russell, who's the Democratic candidate for State Treasurer. I want to thank Michelle Bicking for making the trek to New Haven. Harry Jones, our station manager, is always keeping us on more platforms than exist in the multiverse. This is the Afro-Semitic Experience of Forming. I wish I knew how it feel to be free. Catch you on The Rebound.